The Grand Thrive Podcast, episode 183, Handmade Shop Policies, What You Must Include. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey there Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the show. It's awesome to have you with me for another week. And today we're going to be talking about shop policies. No, it's not sexy, it's not fun, but it is super duper important. And I wanted to do an episode on this because I think it's something that a lot of makers sort of gloss over and don't perhaps give as much thought to as they perhaps should. And in this episode, I'm going to use um, Etsy as a bit of a framework because I know many of you are on Etsy. So I'm going to include Etsy specific guidance because they have a very limited shop policy section. And I don't think personally that it's uh, detailed enough. So I'm going to talk about what I do and what I suggest you do to add a little bit more detail for your sake and your customer's sake as well. But if you don't yet have an Etsy shop or you do have an Etsy shop and you want to give it a bit of an overhaul, I have a brand new free resource for you that I would love to help you check out. It's called the free Etsy quick start guide. And it's basically a two page checklist where I take you through all the steps you need to take to make sure that you've got a really awesome Etsy shop set up. Make sure you haven't missed anything. Uh, and I give you a little bit of guidance. And also in that document, there's links to a whole bunch of different resources that I have on different aspects of this. So if you'd like to get a hold of that, you can for free right now. Just head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash Etsy guide. That's all one word. Createandthrive.com forward slash Etsy guide. And you can go download this checklist right now. It's going to be really helpful if you're starting an Etsy shop or if you have one and you just want to do a little bit of an overhaul uh, or just make sure everything is in ship shape condition. So go check that out. Of course, it is also part of my larger free handmade biz toolkit that you'll get access to. There's a whole bunch of other free resources in there. Uh, if you sign up for the, the quick start guide, you will get access to those as well. All right, so let's start talking about today's topic du jour. I just said day twice, but whatever. Um, so, you know, what exactly should you have in your handmade shop policies? It, and it doesn't matter if you're selling on Etsy or Shopify or anywhere else online, you need to have a comprehensive policy section on your site. I know it's not fun, but it is vital in protecting both you and your customers because a lot of potential issues with your customers can be sidestepped or avoided completely through the judicious use of policies. A well-planned policy document really preempts a lot of issues because it makes sure everything is spelled out really clearly to your customer prior to purchase. And, you know, honestly, even if they don't read your policies, and let's be honest, a lot of people don't read policies before they purchase, if there is a problem down the line, then you have that policy document there to refer to and to refer your customer to. And you you can say, as per my policies, it's a really powerful phrase because it means you're not just making something up for this customer particularly, you're keeping everything fair and transparent by having the same set of rules for everybody and having those rules publicly um, listed so that everybody knows they're on the same page and you have the same rules for everyone. And I often say, you know, 
policies are, yes, they're important for your customers, for the protection of your customers, but they're also really important to protect you, your peace of mind, um, to make sure that if a problem does arise, you don't have to panic and freak out and wonder how you're going to handle it. You can just go, this is my policy on this issue. Here's how I'm going to respond. And it's it makes it much more uh, relaxing <laughs> and less stressful to deal with problems when they arise because they will arise. You know, people, stuff will go missing the post. People get the wrong item or you'll have made a mistake or there'll be a problem or it'll break or uh, something won't won't ship in time it's, you know there's so many different things that can possibly go wrong and your policies are the document to protect you and your customer as well and one thing i just want to remind you about this whole issue is you know you may already have some policies set up you probably do especially if you sell on etsy you have to but your policies shouldn't be a set and forget sort of document they should actually evolve over time as you learn what specific issues arise from the sale and use of your particular product I'll give you a little bit of a story here. So now policies work in conjunction with your product descriptions, right? So you want to make sure your photos, your product descriptions, your policies, everything works in nicely together because, you know, if you make a mistake in your description or you don't clarify something enough, someone might come back to you and say, hey, this isn't what I expected. I want a refund. And then you're like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> you know, um, What's my policy on this? So having a policy in place is really important. So one of my designs, um, I make the Sterling Silver Worthing Rings, I make some oxidized ones. Now, the thing about those is that they don't stay oxidized forever because oxidization is a surface treatment. And it means that over time it weathers off uh, on the outside of the ring and back to like a smoky silver color. However, sometimes people don't read and people would buy it um, thinking that it might, this doesn't happen very often anymore because I was, I've over time, you know, changed my um, descriptions and my photos and stuff to make it really, really clear that this is a feature of the product and not a detriment. So, um, in the beginning when this happened, I was like, I, I thankfully had policies in place to go. Well, I did explain, you know, what the, the what would happen with the product, and therefore I'm sorry, but I can't. Re- refund you because it's there's nothing wrong with the product it just you know it's not what you thought it was going to be because you didn't perhaps read the descriptions or whatever and that's a really awkward place to be in because you open yourself up to bad reviews and things like that when people don't get what they expect to get so you've got to have policies in place to deal with that sort of thing and you know another thing to remember about policies is that at the end of the day occasionally you may have to change your mind uh, if you think it's going to be better for the customer and better for you in the long run for your business but at the same time you don't want to be held ransom to bad reviews so you have to stick to your guns there and look i've had a few one star reviews in my long long history of selling generally for this very reason somebody hasn't read the details or they haven't seen the details and they've not expected things to happen um so like in other words like the oxidized rings they've not realized that they do weather off in time so as as a seller it's my responsibility to educate them very strongly and make sure that they realize that as much as possible but you'll always get the occasional person who just does not read anything and sometimes that happens so you have to be willing if you if you have a product like that potentially you have to be willing to to wear the cost of that so it's this it's this balancing act 
that you have to be aware of. But occasionally I've actually, you know, um, I've got a, you know, certain policies I've bent for certain customers because I felt like it was the right thing to do. So that's another thing you remember is, you know, you can, if it's to your customer's benefit, you may sometimes want to bend a policy, but I think it's important to stick to them as much as you possibly can and make them as comprehensive as you can from the beginning because what you may find happen and this certainly happened to me if I didn't have a policy about something that arose I just had to make up my mind what I was going to do and then next I actually took that thing and put it in the policy so that next time it wouldn't be a problem so one of the things way back in the day is that when I first started selling rings I actually a couple of times changed the sizes for people because they got the size wrong. And then I was like, hang on a second, what am I doing? It's not my fault they got the size wrong. It's their fault they got their size wrong. So I had to, you know, I put a policy in place that if you make a mistake with your size, you have to pay to get it resized. I'm not just going to do it for free because it's not my mistake. So having that there and, you know, the cost is laid there in the policies. It's really clear. If you make the mistake, here's what it's going to cost you to fix it and tell you what it doesn't happen very often anymore (laughs) so I think that's a really important sort of thing to have in there okay so let's talk about exactly what to have in your policies I'm going to talk about this in two parts because as I said um, I'm going to just cover like the Etsy specific stuff that they allow in the policies and then I'm going to talk about what they don't have and what I think you should have in there also if you want to have a look at this you can obviously look at my policies uh, ethereal.com to look at my own policies and just search for ethereal that's e-p-h-e-r-i-e-l-l e-p-h-e-r-i-e-l-l that's my business name ethereal you can look for me on etsy and see what I have there as well if you want a sticky beak so let's talk first of all about etsy policies so the following are the sections that Etsy allows you. But and basically all you can do here is turn stuff on and off and change things like delivery times. It's really limited in scope. And they brought this in a couple of years ago now, I think. Before that, it was just you wrote your own policies. Uh, look, I think it's a good thing in a way that they've done this. It's because they wanted to make sure people had certain policies in place to protect them as, a, as the seller and also protect the customer. But there's a lot of stuff that they don't allow you to give more detail on, which I find really frustrating. And I know a lot of other uh, Etsy sellers find frustrating as well. So first of all, your delivery. So your processing time. Now this is going to vary depending on the processing times you set up with your products in your store, because my processing time varies um, in my products. Although these days my processing time is one to two weeks. So whatever it says there is going to change depending on what you've got elsewhere in your store. So make sure that you have your processing times and you you make sure you uh, have them correctly listed. Your estimated delivery time. This is where you can, this is good. You can list different destinations and how long you think it's going to take things to get there, which is really helpful for your customers. Now, a point on this is always overestimate how long you think shipping will take because it is much better to have a customer who's happily surprised that something didn't take as long as expected than it is to have an unhappy customer who didn't get something in the time frame they expected. You do not want that to happen. So I always overestimate like by a week. You know, if I, if I know something usually takes one week, I'll say one to two weeks. If I know something usually takes three weeks, I might say three to four, even four to five weeks, uh, you know, because you really want to make sure that you're not underestimating the time it's going to take for things to arrive. 
They've got a customs and import taxes section, which is done for you. It just states that all customers are liable for any import or customs taxes at their end. You need to have this in your policies. If you don't have an Etsy store and you have standalone policies, make sure you have this listed. It's very important because a lot of countries have import taxes and you want to make sure you're covered here and your customers don't turn around and go, well, I didn't know this was going to happen, so you have to pay for it. No, that's not how it works. As a customer, you have to know what your country's import taxes are and you have to be prepared to pay them. Uh, so it's really good to have this uh, to fall back on and go, well, actually, <laughs> here's my policies. I said in there that you were liable for this. So, you know, that's really important to have. If you're worried this is going to turn customers off, don't be. You know, you can add more detail on Etsy specifically in the FAQs, as I'm going to talk about, if you want to explain it in a little bit more detail, but it's just the way it is. And it's really important that people know that ahead of time. The next section is the payment options. So this will, you know, on Etsy, what shows up here will, it's simply connected to your payment settings. So whatever you have in your payment section is what will show up here. On your own website, you've got to make sure to outline the options you have so that people know the ways that they can pay. So for example, on my own side, I'm like, well, if you're Australian, you can have, you can pay via direct deposit into my bank account. Everyone else, you have to use PayPal, uh, you know, credit card or whatever via PayPal. The next section is really important and this is where I'm really frustrated that they don't allow you on Etsy to give more detail because I think it's really necessary in a lot of cases. Returns and exchanges and cancellations. So cancellations, obviously you detail how, um, at what time frame you accept cancellations. You might say, I don't accept any cancellations. You might, if you, like if you sell digital products, you're not going to accept cancellations because they get the thing instantly. But if you, um, if you have like a longer turnaround time, you might say, well, I allow them in 24 hours because I don't start orders within 24 hours of getting them. So you have to choose here what your time frame is uh, for, for cancellation. And this protects you, you know, if somebody orders something and turns around a week later and goes, oh, I don't want this anymore. You're like, well, I'm sorry, but I've already made it. <laughs> it's done. It, it, you can't get a refund for it. So th that's a really important policy to protect you as well. Returns and exchanges, of course, details do you accept returns? Do you accept uh, exchanges? And there's a few like uh, drop downy sort of options here, but I potentially personally, I personally have some real detailed information on this that I need to put in my uh, FAQ section on my Etsy store. So that may be something you have to do as well to explain in detail. Well, no, I don't accept them most of the time, but in, in certain circumstances I might, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And then, of course, your privacy policy, which is really important now. Um, I actually will have a link in the show notes with uh, that'll show you how Etsy recommends you have your privacy policy set up, and you can kind of basically copy and paste from that. So I know it's a little, it seems a little bit overwhelming, but just take um, kind of a generic one and uh, alter it for your business and your shop, and make sure you cover all the important things there. I'm not going to go into detail because it's quite detailed. It's better for you to go and find some examples and and read them. You can look at mine in my shop if you want to as well. So here's uh, that's kind of the basic stuff, and obviously you need all of those things. <laughs> can you hear that? My cat's having a funny five minutes, and she's like running up and down the hallway on our wooden floors. <laughs> so she's uh, so that's all the basic stuff, which obviously you should have in your own shop policies but let's talk about getting a little bit more detailed and a couple of the policies Etsy doesn't actually allow yet <laughs> which you might want to have so 
first of all, um, these are things now, the, the place to put them is in your frequently asked questions, your FAQ section, which shows up under your policies. So I, you know, title these and then have the details of all of these sections in my FAQ section. You might want to explain your shopping options. So there's not actually anywhere there that allows you to outline if you if you upgrade to this shipping option, like standard or express or whatever. What does that mean? You know, all that they'll have a little bit of, of information in checkout, but you might want to explain it in more detail, which I do. So this is where you can outline like, okay, well, if you're in my country and you upgrade to this shipping option, this is what it means. This is what you get. If you're international and there's these different options, this is what they mean. This is what they'll give you. So it's really helpful to be able to outline that for your customers so they are more informed about which shipping option they want to choose. So, you know, for example, in my Etsy store, I offer free shipping, sure, but it's only economy. If anybody wants tracking or they want something faster, they have to pay for an upgrade. So this is where I outline that stuff. Your packaging and your gift wrapping. You know, do you, like, we wrap everything like a gift anyway. Um, we try to use, you know, eco sort of style packaging because that's part of our business. So this is where you can talk about that. If packaging is important to you in some way uh, and you think your customers are going to care or, you know, even safety, like you're, if they're buying some delicate glass thing from you, they probably want to know how is this package? Is it going to make it to me safely? So this is where you can outline, yep, this is how we package it. Here's the details. So you know for sure that it's going to get to you safely. The next one is missing items. I cannot believe they don't have a policy for this because it is so important. What happens if something goes missing in the mail? Who's liable? What's the policy on this? So I think this is a really glaring oversight. You need to have a clear policy on what's going to happen if an item goes missing in the post. Now, you have to be aware here of laws. You know, does your country have particular laws on this? If so, your policy has to be in alignment with it. Um, so you have to, you know, do you have, are you going to replace it? Are you going to give them a refund? Are you going to give them store credit? What are you going to do if something goes missing? And what does it mean for when does something class is missing? You know, how long are you going to make the customer wait for the item to arrive before you deem it missing and decide to move on to your policy? So for me, I generally say, you know, have a domestic and an international timeframe um, 20 days in country for me and 30 days internationally is generally what I say. Although there are a couple of countries where I usually push it out a little bit more because I know, hi Canada, <laughs> I know from personal experience that sometimes things can take a lot longer than you think, or the Australia Post in my case says they're going to. So <laughs> that'll only come with time. You won't know that until you've shipped to different places enough to know which countries take longer than others or which countries hold stuff in customs. Hello, Italy, longer than others at times um so that's something to be aware of and that's something you can only like i said change when you have experienced it but you need to have a missing items policy so that you know exactly what you're going to do if something goes missing and how long you're going to wait for it to arrive before you enact your policy another one is an overtime policy now this is an optional one obviously um, it's a policy i implemented a couple of years ago because I kept getting people, especially in the waiting industry, I kept getting people who wanted their order faster than our normal turnaround time. So our turnaround, our processing time is one to two weeks and then however long after that it takes for it to ship. Some people would come and order from us and they would not have that much time left before their wedding. <laughs> but we can't, like it's not fair to my other customers to just come, jump somebody ahead in the queue. Uh, so what we did is we instituted an overtime policy 
so people could speed things up. So this is this is the, the text of it. It says, we've instituted a fast track fee for any customer who would like their order made faster than our regular turnaround time. If you'd like to upgrade to fast track, which is a turnaround time of one to two business days rather than seven plus, please contact us prior to purchase. The fee, the fee is whatever it is, it's different on my different websites. Uh, because one's AUD and one's USD, not because I want people to pay more in different places. Uh, We instituted this fee because, to be fair to all our customers, we don't allow any customer to jump the queue. Instead, if you need your order faster than normal, we actually work overtime hours to get it done. So we will work outside of our normal working hours to get the work done for them. So they pay for that privilege. So that's a really useful thing. If you're having this come up over and over and over again in your business, I highly recommend you implement this fee. Um, It will cut down on the number of people who are just asking you to do something faster. And if they really want it, they'll pay for it. And of course, the last section that I want to go into detail with is the returns information. So if you want to give more information on your returns and exchanges, or you have a really detailed returns policy, and this is where you can put it as well. So I'm in a weird spot in that in my returns section, the main section in Etsy, I say I don't accept returns, but that's not 100% strictly true. However, I have to put that I don't accept returns because the vast I don't actually accept returns on the vast majority of what we sell. I don't accept returns on custom orders, which is all of our wedding rings and all of our rings because they're all custom sized. I don't accept returns on things like earrings if they've been worn because of the hygiene issues. I only accept returns on very, very few things. So this is in this section is where I explain that. I'm like, well, uh, you know, I will accept returns on these few things and I'll, you know, give you a refund or whatever I'm going to do. I have um, explanation there. Uh, I also have a policy on wedding rings that if people get them and they decide they're not the right style, I offer like a discount on a second purchase if they return them to me. So this is where I explain all of those different detailed policies uh, that you know, and the things on the ring sizes, the ring and how much it costs to get them resized, all of that stuff is here in my policy document so that people have the knowledge before they purchase. So if you have extra details to your returns policies and, and stuff like that, this is the place to put them. And it's really important to have that stuff listed there. Now, Etsy does say that your FAQs cannot contradict your policies. So do ye what is right for ye um you know technically i guess what i've written there sort of contradicts my policies but i have to say that i don't accept returns in because that they give you such a limited option of, of choices there that that's what i have to do and then if somebody reads the additional policies that say well actually for these couple of products i do then that's great i think it's really int- important that you have these de- these additional details in your faqs underneath your policy document and etsy if you do have you know some complicated uh, issues with your products make sure to have all of those details in your policies and of course if you're selling anywhere else that doesn't have um, the limited drop down any sort of uh, policies or maybe they're a little bit different you want to create your own policy document on your website with all of this stuff integrated and in detail and again i have that you can check out as i said earlier ethereal.com just look for my policies and shipping section and I have all that stuff there if you want a sticky beak at what I do. And you can look at my Etsy shop as well. I also have extra stuff in the FAQ like um, how to care for your sterling silver. Things like that, like customer care and, and stuff that they will find useful is another really nice thing to have in your um, policies. If you have your own website, you might want to have a whole separate FAQ section. 
um, that answers a lot of these questions in a different format that people might find useful. But you may just want to um, put them together like policies and FAQs together as well. It's really up to you. As long as the information is there and easily accessible to your customers, that is the most important thing. If you have any questions about this, you know, tag me on Instagram at Create and Thrive um, and tell me, you know, or ask me those questions. Of course, those of you in the Thriver Circle, if you have any questions about this, just tag me in there as well and I'll give you a detailed answer. And don't forget to go check out and get your copy of the Etsy Quick Start Guide, createandthrive.com forward slash Etsy Guide. You can grab your checklist with links to all of those other resources within the checklist. And of course, you get access to all the other stuff in my Handmade Biz Toolkit for makers as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really, really appreciate it if you would consider sharing it with your community. I'd really like to get this episode out to more people, um, this podcast out to more people. You know, I really... Over the years, I've gotten so many messages from people that the podcast has really helped them transform their business or even start a business or grow their business. And there's nothing better as a teacher and educator to hear that. And I really, really love to get this free resource out to more people. So if you've got a minute and you found this episode useful, or there's another episode that you really loved, please take a moment to share it in you know, a Facebook group that you're a part of, share it on Instagram, take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories. Um, hell send it out in your mailing list whatever i'd really really appreciate it if you would share this with your maker friends and you know leave a rating and review as well i love to read those uh, it makes my day <laughs> when i read a really nice rating uh, a review about the show and it really helps me too because especially when you give details about what you like about the show uh, i can i know that i'm going in the right direction Thank you for every, to everybody who said they like my voice and way of speaking. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm glad to hear that, that you find it um, pleasant, that you find me pleasant to listen to. That is nice to hear. And of course, I'll be back again next week with another episode for you. And uh, have a wonderful week until then. Bye for now.